Hey everybody, welcome to the Church of Jubilee podcast. My name is Pastor Jonathan. In this year's theme, 2020, we talk about passing the mantle. And in this passing the mantle, today's word speaks upon the foundation of what a mantle is and what it is to have and to pick up a mantle. I pray that this week's message, this today's message may bless you, that it may encourage you, and that it may light something inside, that it would activate a calling inside it. You know you are capable of, and you know that you have. I believe that the Lord is going to do something great in 2020. We here at Jubilee are proclaiming great things for the church, great things for the body of Christ, and great things for your life in the name of Jesus. I want you to be encouraged. I want you to listen carefully to the word that the Lord has given me. And I believe that the Lord is going to bless you and activate within an anointing and a calling that has been dormant perhaps for some time. But remember that it is all about what you take away, what your heart takes. You have to go in there with the heart that is ready, prepared, and your mindset ready to receive what the Lord has for you. I believe that this is going to continue to grow as we go through 2020. And I pray in the name of Jesus that your life may be transformed by the anointing and the power of God in Jesus' name. Don't forget to hit the like button on there. Subscribe to us. Drop a comment. Let us know. But uh, overall, God bless you. And thank you for tuning in to this week's message. Again, this is Pastor Jonathan with the Church of Jubilee podcast. Hallelujah. As you are there standing, let us open the word of God to the book of 2 Kings. I'm going to jump right in. This year's theme, if I haven't made it clear enough, is passing the mantle. Hallelujah. I thank God for each of you that are here today. You made the sacrifice. You made the effort. And and you are here to worship with God. Worship us. With us, worship God. And that is amazing because we could be everywhere and anywhere else. But we made the decision. Even I know Sister Loya has been probably to, you know, visiting. And, 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 but she made the decision just like us to be here today. She has a family. She has, you know, grandchildren. She, you know, she has things she could do. But she's found herself in the house of the God. And I know the Lord has a word for you. Just like he has a word for you and I today. So I'm going to ask that you open up your Bible to the book of 2 Kings, chapter 2, verses 11 through 14. When you have it, give me an amen. I heard one in the back. The book of 2 Kings, chapter 11, verses, chapter 2, verses 11 through 14. Let's read together what the word says. Then it happened as they continued on and talked. That suddenly a chariot of fire appeared with horses of fire. And Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven. And Elisha saw it and he cried out, My father, my father, the chariot of Israel and its horsemen. So we saw him no more. And he took hold of his own clothes and he tore them into two pieces. He also took up the mantle of Elijah that had fallen from him, and he went back and stood by the bank of the Jordan. Verse 14 says, Then he took the mantle of Elijah that had fallen from him, and he struck the water and said, Where is the Lord God of Elijah? And when he also struck the water, it was divided this way and that, and Elisha crossed over. 
It's time that some of us begin to pick up the mantle that has been passed to us. Hallelujah. It's time that some of us begin to realize that we're not just on this earth to try to look pretty, to try to worry and save ourselves, but we have a greater calling. Hallelujah. A greater calling that is out there. Hallelujah. You may have your seats. We have something great that has been given to us. And if your grandparents have passed, if you have family members that have passed, you must know that somebody somewhere has paved the road for you. They have paved it means they put, laid down the foundation. They went through a wilderness for you, hallelujah, so that one day you, you and me can be here today giving thanks to God and continuing on in the glory of God. I want to encourage you this year to do something great in the Lord. And I'm not speaking to you on a basis of a motivational message. I don't want it to just be a motivational message where you go, man, that felt good. That's great. And then you walk out there and two days later you forget. I want this message to let the Spirit of God work in your life that transforms you, that does something different, that inspires you to, to step out of what you've known, step out of a comfort zone and say where is the God the Lord God of Elijah where is the Lord for us hallelujah that have paved the way we need you to get something today. You have been past the mantle that has been given to you. It is not just something to take lightly. It's not something to be those kids that don't know how to appreciate what they have. It is to understand that there is inheritance waiting for you to step in. I don't care if there's one or two here, three or five thousand here. You must understand that every one of you has a purpose and a time. So here's the background of what's happening. Elijah has already confirmed to Elisha, his understudy, the calling of God. He did this in the book of 1 Kings chapter 19. And he does so by throwing his mantle over Elisha at that time. Which signifies to the people all around that Elisha is to be the chosen one that will fulfill and take his place. That's powerful. Because as I read more and more about it and I asked God, why would, and I'm, I'm going to go back a little bit in this, on, on uh, 1 Kings chapter 19. Why would Elijah tell Elisha, why, kind of almost like, why do you follow me? Go back home. Elijah, Elijah didn't have an understanding at that time what it really meant to have someone to be thrown over the mantle upon him. Someone like Elisha that was, you know, there. Elijah really didn't understand at that point why this man had said, dude, I'm, I'm with you now. I'm, I'm going to follow you every step of the way. Because Elisha would not leave Elijah's side as he knew exactly what he had wanted from Elijah. Elisha wanted a double anointing, a double portion. He wasn't just satisfied with a hand-me-down. He says, I want a hand-me-down and more. Hallelujah. I want to do greater things than you have done. Can I get someone to understand today that, you know, your parents, your family, your grandparents, those that have ministered to you have laid down some foundations in you. Hallelujah. But God has not upon you to build upon a foundation on top and you build on top. 
Hallelujah. You have to pick up the mantle that has been passed to you. Hallelujah. And, and do more and know that greatness is already in you. That there is a gift that's already been planted in you. That there is an anointing that's been upon your life. That a church needs you. That a body of Christ needs you. Hallelujah. They need you to step upon that foundation and begin to construct in an architectural way a skyscraper building. Hallelujah. That gives glory to God. Hallelujah. Elijah tells Elisha to stay. Go back to what you're doing. And Elijah's like, no, sorry, I'm your servant now. And I don't know when it will happen, but I know one day what you did to me when you threw that mantle over, something important had to have happened. And I'm not leaving. I'm not going to leave your side until I understand and get what you did on that day that you don't even know. He wasn't going to miss out on the blessing that was attached to the man of God. He knew Elijah one day would be taken. And that one day he waited and he said, man, when he goes, I I'm going to try to get everything I can from him. While I'm under him, I'll serve him. While I'm under him, I will adhere to his guidelines. I will send Elijah and I know him because there is something that is God has anointed upon Elijah. And I know that if I stay close to that anointing, hallelujah, the overflow of the anointing and the power of God will flow in my life and everyone else. So Elijah, I'm not going anywhere until you bless me. Until you give me what you meant to give. I don't want this to be a motivational message. I want it to be an encouragement that plants a seed somewhere in your spirit. That plants a fire somewhere in your spirit. That God begins to set a fire in your soul. That you can't contain. That you can't control. That this year that flame will not go out. No matter what hell throws at you. It will not burn out. Hallelujah. This passing of the mantle signified the transfer of a calling i got the best picture i could find with that you know that that's a mantle the best i could find you would be surprised how hard it is to find a picture of a mantle without being super back in the probably 1940s colored in like a coloring book it's super hard but you get the message you get the point that meant something to elisha that the mantle meant something. It was more than just a cloth. It was a passing of something. It was a calling that said, hey, he didn't go throw his, his mantle upon anyone else. He threw it upon me. It was God's way of granting Elisha the double portion of Elijah's gift. Mantles were worn by prophets back in the Old Testament. And they seemed to be considered something like an official garment. Something very similar to, um, you know, uh, just something that identifies that they are prophets of God. So whoever had a mantle, depending on how their fruits were, they were considered prophets. And their mantles was what signified to man that they were indeed a prophet. So it let the world around them know, hey, this man is called by God and has God's favor. 
When Elijah was commanded to go with God, hallelujah, and to go throw his cloak over Elisha's shoulders, he was setting him aside. He was showing, he was showing the entire nation that this why he tried to send Elisha back home. Like, go back home. What, what, what did I have to owe you? What did I do to you? But God knew all things. God had a plan and a purpose. He was planning and confirming to Elisha. You see, when you know what you have that has been given to you, it doesn't take much to get into it. Hallelujah. It doesn't take much to understand that, man, my, high low, my whole life I've been a nobody. But I know that somewhere somebody left me something that when I step into my inheritance, hallelujah, when I step in to take that mantle, hallelujah, I know that there is a calling that will grant me the office of something in this kingdom because for Elisha it was the gift of God through the office of prophetic ministry I don't the Bible doesn't say what Elisha was hoping for but I guarantee you one thing he knew that something had happened he may have been praying to God saying hey Lord if you are a God that I serve give me something great one day and lo and behold this prophet comes around and without even asking and whew, throws a cloak over him and anoints him and he's like this is what I've been waiting for my entire life is a purpose a purpose I said you've been you have a purpose that God has given you In its own way, it was a promise that God would one, one day grant the office of something important. That his life, that Elisha's life would no longer be on a, tied to a farm. But it would be to ridiculous things that he would do in the mighty works of God. In the most miraculous, miracle, crazy ways he would do. God would perform things through him. His calling was very un unorthodox. It was very un abnormal. You have somebody coming. You're there working and somebody comes and throws something over you. You're like, what, what in the world? But somebody who knew who was waiting for it knew exactly what that meant. Many of you have been asking God, I, I, this happens to every Christian, every believer. You ask God up for a purpose. You ask God for something new in your life. And I, God, I need a purpose. For, and then we get all depressed and we get sad. And, and, and the whole time the purpose is still remains. Amen. You see, your calling and your purpose isn't impacted by your circumstances. Yes. You're not impacted by what happens around you. The calling is upon your life. The mantle has been placed upon you. It has been thrown to you already. It has been cloaked around you. You cannot run from the things of God. You cannot run from your calling. It is your calling. The moment you say, I step into my greatness, God says, the calling has been activated. The calling has been activated. The body of Christ needs young men and women, sisters, brothers and sisters, senior elders, bishops, whatever you are. We need you to step into your calling. And if your fire has started to burn out, you need to get revived by the Holy Spirit. You need to understand that the calling has not gone anywhere. You may have strayed from it, but you can always get back onto the foundation of the mantle. 
You've been asking God to show, show you, show you. God, I feel like my life is worthless. I don't have this. The devil tells me that I'm worthless because I don't have that. The devil tells me the lies of this. He tells me that I'm, I can't do it, that I'm nobody, that I'm not perfect. He turns you against the pastor. He turns you against the congregation. But you must understand that the devil is a liar. The devil cannot touch God's anointed. The devil, said, the word of God says that the devil cannot, will not succeed. The gates of hell will not prevail against the children of God. Do you know why that is? Because my Bible says that greater is he that lives in me. That if God be before us, who could stand against us? Hallelujah. So you sit at a table. Because to be very honest with you, God has been speaking to you. He's been speaking to you. And you sit at a table. And all these ideas and dreams come to you. And yet you ask God, where is my purpose? And you have a mind that is filled with ideas, with dreams, with visions for the things of God. But yet you sit there and you tell God, where is my purpose? He says, it's right before you. It's time that you pick up the mantle. It's time that you step onto the foundation that has been laid before you. He's been putting dreams and desires in your heart for a reason. He's throwing, he's throwing a mantle over you. You, get, you have ideas. You have thoughts. You say, I, I'd like to do this. I would like to do this with Jubilee. I would like to do this in the church. I wish I could do this. I w- what's stopping you? Pick up the mantle. He is setting you aside because what lies ahead is greater purpose. You choose to be different in 2020. It has to be different. Your mindset has to be different. It it, it can't be one of those New Year's resolutions where you're all happy the first day, and then a week later you're like, I'm done. I messed up already. You have to know that greater is he that is in you. Hallelujah. That my Bible says that no weapon formed against me shall prosper. I'm tired of our church and, our, and, and the body of Christ living in poverty. I'm tired of not now. Hallelujah. My spirit on all flesh. Hallelujah. On everybody that has opened to receive it. But here's the thing. He gives you desires, he gives you dreams, he gives you, he gets you to the end of the Jordan River where Elisha found himself, hallelujah. And and he gets you to the point where you can see that there is something happening with the people that were before you. Something has happened, there's been a transformation and it's not just specific to your family. In the body of Christ, the Abrahams, the Isaacs, the Jacobs, at one point in time, they passed something on to the generations and we are the seed of Abraham. We are the seed of Abraham. The blessing of Abraham is upon our lives. But if we don't step and pick up the mantle, it will never be activated. What was Elisha doing at the moment? I've run into a lot of people that, and I'll never mention names, but I'll run into these people 
that they want something. They want something. They want a gift. They want a talent. And they're so eager to have it that they forget to serve. They want the title. They want the, everything that comes with it. They want the glory of the mantle. They want the Elijahs of the world, sister, that, that feels like, hey, I've done mir- you know, miracles by God's hand. I've caught on fire and burned 450 prophets of Jezebel. Uh, you know, they, they want all of that hype and spell, pump and circumstance. But they forget to, to that, that Elijah, just before he gets to the Elisha moment, was in a cave crying his heart out had run from Jezebel because Jezebel says, you know, have the gods do to me what they're going to do if I don't go get you and kill you and get your head. And Elisha runs scared and he goes into a desert in the wilderness and he's all down and sad and he's telling God, just kill me already. He's in a lonely place. I don't know if you knew that, but Elijah was in a lonely place. That's why he ran. It's, but he felt lonely. He felt this, with despair, he felt like it was just him, that it was only one prophet left, and it was him, and everyone was out to get him. Before you get to the Elisha moment of picking up a mantle, you have to get to the Elijah in the cave moment. Hallelujah. You have to know that God is still God, that he will bring you out of whatever you have been through. second thing is you have to understand how to serve because Elisha was serving at the time when Elijah found him what was he doing he wasn't in church he was working on a farm plowing oxen with oxen in other words he was working God calls Elisha when he is working and serving God. Can I just relate to you and tell you that God's, God calls men and women who are your normal everyday people that work, that want to serve. And when you want to serve in the kingdom of God, it makes it that much more magnified. Hallelujah. We're not, what I'm trying to say by the point of my story right there is that it wasn't a priest already in a high place. He was an everyday person that one day God says, you, 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 and you, I need you to go with me and Follow me. His first task was to serve Elijah. Until the one day that the double portion would be upon his life. But he didn't just want the calling of Elijah. He requested a double portion. Some of you need to tell God, I just don't want to be good, God, for you. I want to be great for you. Hallelujah. I want to do great things, God. I don't want to just be a halfway person that does halfway things when I'm in your spirit. And when you're working through me, use me to the max of my potential. Hallelujah. Use me to where there is an overflow somehow, some way. Hallelujah. So that if there is an Elisha next to me, the overflow. Don't be satisfied with just the mantle. It's great, and you got to pick it up, but tell God, I want a double portion of what's been left to me. If my mom can sing, I want to sing two times better so that when I sing, I'll sing with her attitude and her whole joy, and I'll sing greater for you and everything else. we got to stand on the promises of God. Elisha waits. 
And you know, he, Elijah is very interesting. As many miracles as Elijah did, he still didn't really comprehend Elisha's calling to a certain point. Before he leaves, before Elijah gets taken up, he tells Elisha, I'm going to be taken away. You know that, right? Yes. What, what can I do for you? What is it that you want from me? And Elisha says, I want a double portion. I want the mantle and the double portion. And even Elijah says, that's a very difficult thing to ask. He says, if when I'm in the clouds and I go, if you see my mantle and it falls, it will be given to you. If you don't see it, it won't happen. Elijah didn't, Elijah didn't even give him an answer to say, yes, it will be done. He said, if it happens, it happens. And if you see it, you see it and it'll be yours. If it's not, I can't, I, that's a hard question. That's right. That's hard. So, the, so Elijah, Elijah gets taken up in the clouds and the mantle falls. Elijah looks and says, that's my chance right there. Because the anointing isn't tied to a man anymore. It's tied to his belief. Believe that the God who was the God of Elijah. That if I pick up this mantle, I have enough faith to believe that God will continue to work what he's done in Elijah and working in my life. So he picks up the mantle, hallelujah, and he cloak, the cloak and he rolls it up and then he strikes the waters and he says, where is the God of Elijah? He believes God for great things. You have to believe. You have to speak life over yourself. You have to speak to yourself sometimes and get yourself out of that hole that you've dug yourself in. You have to encourage yourself. Most importantly, you have to know that God has already built the foundation in your life. You got to pick up the mantle, put it on and say, where do I start building? God has called each of us to serve in the body of Christ. Hallelujah. You have to know how to believe God's report. God's report says that in the end we win. I say that quite a bit to you. So you can grasp it and walk in life saying it doesn't matter what I've gone through. In the end I will win because we win with God. Amen. Whose report will you believe? Whose report did Elisha believe? Did he believe the report of, hey, Elijah's gone. Man, I guess that's done. He never gave me his blessing. He said, whose report shall I believe? I shall believe the report of the Lord. And his report says, I am healed. His report says, I am free. His struggles as victory. His report says, he's a healer. His report says, I overcome my struggles. His report says, I overcome an addiction. His report says that I have not been forgotten, that I am remembered, that I am loved, and that anytime I am ready to step into my calling, I just have to pick up the mantle. He's given you gifts and talents. What have you done with those gifts and talents? What have you done? You know, I heard this one time and I believe it's so true. What, what did, whatever you feel the most passionate about in church is probably where your ministry is attached. Let me give you an example. I'm a musician. 
I'm a bass player. I can hear people going off, including myself, at times when we're singing. I can hear it like you wouldn't believe. Why? Because that's my calling. Are we perfect? No. <laughs> we're not be perfect. Like I said, even I sing and I go flat. It's, it happens. But I'm passionate about it because it's what I love to do. I'm also passionate about being on time for things. I remember when I was attending the prior church I would go to, I would literally be, if they said 45 minutes, we'd have a preaching, I'd be there 45, okay, sorry, 46 minutes, come on, man. Like, I was a stickler for time, not because I didn't want to hear the word anymore, but that's because it's my passion, an administrative function, an administrative gift. What it is, whatever it is that you have inside that you look in the church and say, man, I wish we could do more of this. Or, man, how come we're not doing that? That is your passion. That is the gift, one of the gifts of the many gifts that God has given to you. And in 2020, wake up. Wake up. Wake up. Pick it up. Pick it up. Pick it up. Pick up a mantle. Hallelujah. And start fulfilling the gift that God has given you. Don't get to the end of 2020 and say, man, we did, I wish I would have done that. No more wishing. Get it in action. Wherever it is that you have a passion for, that you say, man, you know, brother, I wish you guys, you know, would sing Spanish songs every now and then. Then, then be an addition. Be an addition to, to build something that would get to the Spanish level. Man, pastor, I wish that we had a camera here that could film and everything. Hey, by all means, push the gift this year. I wish we had lights back here or we decorated or whatever. I mean, that one day will come. It's not important, but, you know, it makes it feel like a, not like the decorator for the church. How come you don't have fellowships, pastor? We want Bible studies. Maybe God's calling you to do Bible study. I don't want to get to the end of 2020 and look back and see people that have left gifts on the table. Hallelujah. You need to get your gift, get your mantle, and you need to start walking forward. Because 2020, church, Jubilee, the church of Jubilee, the body of Christ that surrounds us, we need your help. If you like working with young people and you have a passion to be around them, then there is a calling there. If you like working with the elderly and you like to, you know, speak to them and minister to them, that's a calling. Everybody has a gift and a calling. But you know, one thing that I loved and I admire about Elisha was that he was persistent on not leaving until he got his blessing. He was like Jacob that was like, God, I'm going to wrestle with this angel until I get my blessing. It's going to hurt me, but I don't care as long as you give me what is mine. Elisha's like, I'm not leaving you, Elijah, until you give me what I'm here for. Hallelujah. I know there is something attached to the promise of my life, and I'm not letting you go until I receive it. He wasn't going to take a chance missing the opportunity of not receiving the mantle. Even when Elijah tried to push him away, he refused, and he said, I'm not leaving you. I'm your servant now. You're stuck with me. He shouldn't have put that mantle around me. 
Some of us have been called to build up others. Others have been called to be the peacemakers. Others have been called to sing, to play music, to play instruments, to read words, to speak words, to minister, to evangelize. And, and it's time. But I'm not going in. Maybe you're God until you bless me. We need to get that in our heads already. Get it stuck in your spirits that we're not going anywhere until the blessings of God comes down and begins to flow in our lives. So can you tell God today, you know, God, I won't release you until you bless me. I know that people paved the way for me, hallelujah, that, that you know, I, I, I had great people that I knew that served God before, and they laid a foundation in me when I was growing up, and they worked with me, and they were patient with me, God, and, and now it's my turn to pick up a mantle, God. Now it's my turn to be somebody's Elijah, hallelujah, and it's someone else's time to be in Elisha, hallelujah, to get ready for something great, hallelujah, but that can't happen as long as the mantle's on the floor. It can't happen. And as long as you're worried about the wrong things, in the wrong places, hallelujah, you need to know that the mantle that before, is before you is already on the foundation. Yes, If you have been knocked down, get back up and walk. Hallelujah. If you have been struggling in life with finances, then overcome it this year. If you've been covered, uh, dealing with sickness this year, overcome it by the blood of the Lamb. By His stripes, we are healed. Many of our former leaders and mentors have moved to a point where they have released a mantle to us. The question is, will you pick it up so that the mantle could be passed to you? I chose this theme because I want you to awaken, be, uh, uh, you know, be awakened in your sleep that you, we were probably in before. I want you to wake up and understand that the mantle has already been passed, that this year we build leaders, things that God has. It doesn't matter the age. doesn't matter what they think of themselves at the point. They just need to know that God is working. You know, when Elisha begins to strike with the, with, with the mantle, he begins to invoke the power of God, which means he, he tells God almost in a challenging way, like, where is that God? And I don't believe he did it to be malicious or to be wrong or to, to try to be like, God, you're nobody. But he was saying, where is the God that I saw before me? Where is that God that did this and did that and did that? Where is the God that the Bible speaks about? Hallelujah. And we say that today. Where is the Jesus Christ of Nazareth? Hallelujah. And we know he's going to work. So we're declaring it and invoking the name of Jesus. Because we know that when we say, where is the God that would say that would stand before us, hallelujah, and be our battles, we know that God will answer. Because he answers Elisha. Will you walk in your double portion? Here's the thing. It's one thing to say, you know, yeah, one day I'll come around. But it's another thing to say, it's time to step into this. You're not just a nobody. 
You don't just come to church and be a nobody. You got to believe that. You have to first believe that. You got to believe it. You got to think about people that were before you. Somebody you probably remember, man, I remember when I was younger, I had this person that would speak to me and take me to church. And it was because of them that I stayed in church. That's the foundation that has been laid. Now the question is, how are you doing what you needed to do that they sold so hard for you? How are you continuing on with the mantle that they worked so hard that they were in a cave sometimes, hallelujah, lonely and discouraged, taking something out of what they left? Because the reality is, is the road to a leader, hallelujah. If I've learned one thing, it is a very lonely road. Today, and I was, when I was praying to God and I was just reading the word, and I, I came across that verse where Elijah was saying, kill me already, let me die. I understood that it wasn't just him. That pastors like myself, that people out there in the world like my father, hallelujah. These pastors, other people, other men and women of God, they have this feeling that they're lonely because the, the, the road of leadership, of a calling is a lonely road. Because we pass by so many people whose mantles are still on the floor. And sometimes we believe so much in them that we believe too much for them. And they're not ready for it. But I want to encourage you today to know that if I can get through it, because I have a great God that says, in the cave, I will speak to you. Hallelujah. In the wilderness, I will be your God. I will feed you. God has told over and over, and he's continued to uplift us. If I can do it, you can too. If I can do it, if people that were before me could do it and they survived, I can survive. Because the God we serve has not changed. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob is still the same God. That is the God of Jonathan, Andrew, and his kids that are to come. You got to get it. You got to get it. You have to grab it. Somebody paid sweat and tears on their knees for you. Somebody had to make sacrifices that pulled you out. Hallelujah. You can bring in the keyboardist. Let us all stand. Hallelujah, Jesus. I know the Lord has been speaking. And you know different ways I bring forth the message uh, you know I'm not always about the you know T.D. Jake style and I'm not all about the other uh, they, they bring great forth great word but you know I'm very passionate about what I do and I know that that I know what God is doing hallelujah Jesus and I want you to know that in order to receive and pick up the mantle you have to seek God for it Hallelujah. I want you to close your eyes right there where you're at, right now in the name of Jesus.